0: All right, perfect.
1: Welcome to Red Sound Review. Hey, Lou, what's up?
0: Doing all right there, Mr. Wayne Noon. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, and I cannot wait to get into Def Leopard once again. Part three.
0: Yes, part three. Yeah, part three. This is part three. Yes, you're right.
1: <laughs>
0: it's been I so long God.
1: since we did the other episodes. So. Yes, <laughs> to
0: you it's a day, but to us it's been months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very true uh and then today we are going to start with the album slang oh my god
0: <laughs> Yeah, <slang. sighs>
1: although i will say i mean when this was released 1996
0: so we mm-hmm. all know
1: what was going on in 1996 you know the, the metal was like kind of out of the picture and grunge was like the big thing right Mm-hmm. Uh, you know bands like Pearl Jam and you know Soundgarden and all that stuff. So all these older bands just did not know what to do anymore. And you know Def Leppard being one of them, and they completely changed their sound altogether, which I did not mind at all. Actually, I was surprised. I was shocked. I put the CD in the CD player and I hear something that doesn't sound like Def Leppard. I hear all these like electronic beats and. Almost type uh, like uh, R and B, Middle Eastern stuff, and like some R and B kind things going in there, and I guess weird, but it actually kind of worked for me. I didn't mind it too
0: much. I thought it was an interesting trend of bands that came in the late from the late seventies and during the entire eighties. You know, their mid to late nineties output was them trying to be more introspective, almost Mm -hmm. apologetic Mm -hmm. for stuff that they had done in the past i'm just like why no. you know i mean the stuff that you did in the past it brought joy to so many people right. you know um not gonna like you know like un unlike fans like the scorpions who had eye to eye or docken who had shadow life slang actually show sold a million copies mm. so they weren't hurting like the fan right. base was still there but uh you know a, a big drastic change from the glory years of death leopard i mean this is probably one album that doesn't sound like well anything that they've ever released but Mm -hmm. there are some good songs on this
1: there are some good songs and and the 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 polished sound of like hysteria and even adrenalized, that's completely gone everything is so stripped down and very organic sounding
0: kind of i would say this album definitely sounds more compressed and over, it, it it does still sound overproduced, especially the, I, don't, uh,
1: I don't hear that. I, I, feel, I feel it's very underproduced. And I actually, from reading, I think, because I have those, the box sets, and uh, I think they even said it in there, it's, it's very un- underproduced.
0: Well, it definitely sounds compressed. But I will say this, though, I prefer the rough mixes of the songs to the ones that actually came out on the record. Really? Yeah, okay. I just thought that the, the rough mixes <laughs> actually had a more Um, grittier sound to them, and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it more. Yeah. But uh, there are some standout tracks on this.
1: There are. You want to go first?
0: Sure. So, I actually have notes written for all the songs. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Truth, um, you know, interesting. There's a lot of 90s trappings in this, but a good opening track, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Turn to Dust, so far so good. Slang. This is 90s (laughs) to a fault. (laughs) This song is 90s to a fault. I wrote, all that's missing is girls in silver mini skirts and platform open-toed shoes and dudes with silver baggy pants and frosted tips. That's how (laughs) 90s this song is. All I want is everything. Kind of a boring song, but I like the chorus. This is my problem with a lot of songs from the 90s. It seems like a lot of it is too introspective for its own good. And I think it suffers from a lot of late 90s output from some of the leading bands of the years that I just mentioned. Almost apologetic in a way, like I'm sorry for giving you a good time. Here's a song that shows, hey, I could be deep too, but it just comes off as ingenuine. Okay. Work it out, third favorite song on the album. i Actually, love this, and I remember my brother taped the performance of it when they were on the, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, because okay. he knew i was a Deaf Lover fan. He was too, you know, especially the Power Mania era. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, hmm, doesn't sound like anything they've done, but it's good. You know, like this is them going U2-ish almost, but it worked. Breathe a sigh. Would work better if it was performed by an R&B singer. Not Mm. a bad song, but I don't like it performed by Def Leppard. Deliver Me. Now this is my second favorite song on the album. This is a rocking song that I wish they would still play in the set list. Gift of Flush. I like the demo version better. It sounds like... Hey, we're nineties. Hey, we're crazy. Hey, we're edgy. To me, it's. I just think, hey, it's fooey. Ah, hmm. Blood runs cold. This is my favorite song on the album. Their tribute to their fallen comrade, their brother Steve Clark. Hmm. Where does love go where it dies? This I like a decent ballad. And Pearl of euphoria. I thought it was actually rather epic and a good choice for a closing track.
1: Yeah, that's a very good ender for an album. Uh, the other thing, too, I want to mention is um, that took me by surprise, and I mentioned just on the other show that we just did, uh, drum rolls.
0: <laughs> is that like egg rolls or spring rolls?
1: <laughs> no, drum rolls, like, you know, drum snare drum rolls. I, I'm not doing it here because everybody's asleep upstairs, but uh, one arm drummer doing drum rolls.
0: Uh, right hand, left foot?
1: I really want to know how...
0: They got the drum rolls. I mean, I
1: know, I, you know, it's all computerized stuff, but why? But why he did he use it?
0: an acoustic kit on this album, though, didn't he? Um, Supposedly shit, you know he I did. think
1: it was probably like, yeah, yeah, it actually it sounds like an
0: acoustic kit. So, yeah, I would imagine
1: it is an acoustic kit. But still, I don't know how he did the drum rolls. And I want to know.
0: You know, Rick Allen is open to doing interviews with podcasts, so it'd be cool oh. to have him on.
1: It would, you know. I did not know that. I wonder if he's can to get a hold of.
0: I just saw him on that metal, uh, the Metal Voice, uh, Jimmy K's podcast, and Jimmy, mm-hmm. great job interviewing him.
1: All right, so i will have to get in touch with him.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. you know, Def Leppard. I, I, we probably talked about this when we started the show. It's, it's the band that started it all for me. So mm-hmm. to actually talk to somebody from Def Leppard would be awesome. And still there, and also too, there is still one of the very few bands that are still around today that pretty much have all the same members in it. You know, the, the main, um, three, the main three.
0: Yeah. The I mean, the band. you know, uh, yeah, it's it, Joe Elliott and Rick Savage and Rick Allen have been there since on through the night, you know, Sav and Elliott, the longest, um, you know, they had, uh, rick allen replaced tony kenning the key was the original drummer then frank noon played uh drums on the death leopard ep but he was just a fill-in member
1: yeah and you know, right. it was his little that stuff don't count to me it counts when the first album was out
0: fine on through the night and yes <laughs> i mean the only i mean pete willis kicked out because of a slight case of alcoholism steve clark a uh slight case of death and you know <laughs> but uh we miss you that... steve
1: that was a very sad day, but uh, and, and mentioning Steven and his replacement was uh, Vivian Campbell, and knowing that he came from Dio, and this is finally his first album that he can actually you know, show what he can do on.
0: First official album that he performed on every song through, yes.
1: Right, and I was kind of excited because alright, he was on Dio, so he did a lot of really good stuff on Dio's albums, you know? And, and I was hoping maybe Def Leppard got a little bit heavier, but then when I heard this, I'm like, no, why? I- What
0: what happened? I don't know what happened. He does some cool guitar tracks, though. I'll give him that. Right Um, during the song "Work It Out," he does this really cool, very fast, um, you know, usage of his volume knob to give it like that tremolo effect. And live, he pulled it off every time. You know, definitely a great guitar player. I love Evie Campbell's playing and his songwriting.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody in the band obviously is very competent in what they do. It's just. Mm I mean, you know, getting to this album and the way it sounds, it, it was a shock. But again, I like the album. I don't think it's that bad. Um, there are songs that I like. I like Truth. I work it out. is a really cool song. Uh, Deliver Me is cool. Gift of Flesh. You don't like it. I don't know why you don't like that song.
0: I like the demo version better.
1: I know. it. I, I had to listen to the demo one again. I do have uh, the, it's, uh, the...
0: It is available on iTunes. Um, and yeah, and have it. Hold the box. Right. And uh, hold on. What is it called on here? Oh, Black Train
1: okay all right and uh pearly euphoria we both like that song uh, a great ending to the album just that's that's a very dark dark song just it's mm-hmm. very slow just the way they like end it it's got the drums have that like um uh, uh let the zeppelin song uh when the livery breaks you know how that mm-hmm. has like that very echoey drum sound and that really reminds me of that
0: yeah, very reverb but, heavy
1: yeah songs i hate though we both agree on slang uh, this has to be The worst Depp Leopard song ever. Uh, It makes me cringe so much. (laughs) Just the lyrics alone.
0: (laughs) Oh, we haven't even gotten to euphoria yet, but okay.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, No, I... Yeah, well, we'll get to that. But just
0: the
1: the lyrics. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I just want to get soaking wet. It just makes me cringe. It's terrible. I can't even listen to this song. (laughs) It's embarrassing.
0: If that was their idea of being cheeky, Oh,
1: God. All I can see is Phil Collin with no shirt on when I hear that line, too. Because he's constantly showing his body off. And I can just see him. He wrote this song or something. Did he write that song? He probably did. I didn't look into it that deep. So I don't know. It was
0: Phil Collin and Joe Elliott.
1: There you go. So, yeah.
0: Yes, Phil, you don't need to remind us that you're a 63 year old vegan with a freaking, you know, with (laughs) an eight pack (laughs) abs. We don't need to remind us constantly.
1: Yeah, please. I don't need to keep seeing that but uh yeah i I hate that song uh and all i want is everything uh breath breathing a sigh and blood runs cold where does love go when it dies all just boring bon jovi songs
0: Really? You didn't give Blood Runs Cold a pass? Because it was, it was a touching tribute to Steve. Although I thought yeah. White Landing was a better tribute to Steve. I did White like Blood Runs Cold.
1: way better tribute to Steve because that sounded like a Steve song. But yeah, Blood Runs Cold, no. I, I don't like that. Too much sappy shit on here, you know? And mm-hmm. even the first uh, not the first song, the second song I didn't even mention, uh, Turn to Dust. That song's okay. I don't neither like it or hate it. It's just, you know, it's there. It's just
0: there. <laughs> so,
1: but all in all, I don't think the album's that bad, even though I don't like that many songs off it. I enjoy the sound. I enjoy that they tried something new. I think that was cool of them to, you know, venture out of their norm and uh, see what would happen, you know? And I wouldn't have minded to hear them do another album like this, but, you know, they didn't. So it is what it is. Um, But again, it's not a terrible album, and I do enjoy it. The song that I do enjoy.
0: What I thought was interesting was with the reissue, like, they actually had a couple of B-sides from the Euphoria album on it. I was like, wow. how did that work out? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: this, well, they probably had, you know, stuff written. Well, when we get to Euphoria, there's a lot of songs on there that uh, I think were older songs too. but uh,
0: Possibly. Yeah. You know, the strangest thing about this album, though, was the tour. Like, I know that they came this way to Long Island. They played Jones Beach in July of 96. The opening act was Tripping Daisy. Now, I don't know if you remember them, but I they had a the song opinion. they had a song on the radio called I Got a Girl and okay. the lead singer ended up forming the polyphonic spree. <laughs> I so I song. just thought I just thought it was weird that like, you know I mean I could see why Def Leppard decided that it was, you know, and it was probably the last time that they ever did something like this, but they took a modern rock band on tour mm-hmm. with them. Because I I don't remember anything about the Euphoria tour. I didn't see it because they came to the States in 2000. I was in Greece that summer. Um, From 2002, 2003 on, that's when they started touring with, like, you know, Heritage Artists and Heritage Acts, starting with Ricky Warwick, Mm -hmm. formerly of The Almighty, who's currently in Black Star Writers and Thin Lizzy. And then 2005, that's when they started their summer tours with classic bands they did you know brian adams one year the next year was journey then was reo speedwagon they 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 basically tour with bands of the 70s and 80s so they kind of stick to their wheelhouse in that regard right um so yeah so tripping daisy was the last modern band that they took on tour with them
1: that's interesting i've never seen them live even though i've wanted to i just never did i don't know you have and like you said i I
0: remember yeah
1: and you said they've played like almost the same set list on a second time so he was kind of like you know.
0: well you joe Elliott has said this in interviews many times he said they're a band who relies on their hits for their live performances because he says why perform why not perform the hits if you got them you know right so
1: yeah it was totally understandable i mean there's going to be people obviously like me and you want to hear those deep cuts but you know the audience don't half the audience don't remember or know those dear, deep cuts so
0: yeah i mean you know it's probably schmucks like us i remember wasted or uh you know uh would want to hear a song like high and dry saturday night so uh that's why i suggest if you want to hear vintage def leopard go check out damiano christian's uh def Leppard tribute rock of ages you will not be disappointed
1: yeah yeah it's just like I, I played i think i mentioned on the other show i played high and dry at my job one day and and mm-hmm. people people did not like it it's like this is def leopard this is the best def leopard album well, you guys are insane
0: <laughs> they didn't like it, it was about, about drinking getting drunk getting stupid and it's saturday night i love it i don't know
1: they they were used to the hysteria and you know the sound of hysteria and just hearing Def leopard like that just you know i guess weirding them out but i don't know to me that again was i sad.
0: emphasize if i never hear pour some sugar on me ever again i will not be sad <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's just one of those songs you never have to hear ever again oh uh just like uh what's that um paradise city never have to hear that ever again
0: mm-hmm.
1: our interesting
0: but uh it's funny though because right before this album was released they released def leppard vault which was their first mm-hmm. compilation cd yeah. and i was supposed to close that chapter on that first era of def leppard so good thing we ended the last episode with uh retroactive the yeah. last song i guess you could say was one love and hate collide mm-hmm. which is a great ballad i actually prefer the demo version to that but the studio version's pretty good. Live it comes off very well. So yeah nice they play well. it faster. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh next album, Euphoria. Now, it looks kinda like maybe they went kind of back to like the hysteria sound. Just mm-hmm. by looking at the album cover, I can tell there's something, you know, very familiar gonna be about this album. And sure enough, it does sound like hysteria.
0: Those are my okay. first thoughts when I saw it.
1: Which, which, like in 1999, I was pretty much done with Death Leopard, and I keep saying, "Death, I, I need a drink." <laughs> I keep saying it, like weird.
0: While Wayne drinks, please listen to this nice soothing sound of my voice. My <laughs> God, are this. you crunching yeah. ice? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Um, it's very dry in here too. It's so hot in here. My voice is like <laughs> I can't even talk. This is terrible.
0: Oh, you sound like Joe Elliott when he sings. Okay, good. I'm kidding,
1: Joe. I'm going to have to edit that out. Uh, No, I'm leaving it in. Um, What am I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 1999, I'm really not into Def Leppard anymore. I mean, I'm still buying the albums, obviously. But I've moved on to other bands. I I got into Halloween, and I'm getting into, like, you know, Blind Guardian and – God, uh, like Man of War, just, you know, a lot of things that are completely different from Def Leppard. So getting this album and hearing it's like a hysteria, that's like going back to 1987. And I'm I'm beyond that at this point, you know?
0: Yeah, in 99, by that point, I was listening to Typo Negative and Fear Factory. Right. And uh, that was the year that Slipknot um, came out with their first album. Um, the biggest rock band, I guess you could say at the time, were uh Korn, Limp Bizkit, Rage Against the Machine, Deftones, you know, so um it's easy to say why we would have dismissed Euphoria when it came out. Mm-hmm. However, don't underestimate a band who knows how to r- craft good quality pop songs.
1: Right. And, and they did do that. I, I actually do enjoy this album. I think it's very mm-hmm. good. Listening to it now. I can I can, you know, get away from all the stuff I listened to back in the day. And listening to it now in the last few days, um it's good. It's a good album. And there's a lot of really cool songs in here. Uh you want to go first or you want me to go first? It doesn't matter.
0: Well, I'll just uh be real quick. So right. the songs that I give a yay to are Demolition Man, Promises, um, Paper Sun, which is my favorite song on on the album. I actually gave that a hell yay. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh i like 21st century shalala girl oh no it's a catchy song i'm sorry <laughs> i'm a sucker for the melody what can i say uh to be alive disintegrate which is a killer instrumental track um guilty day after day and kings of oblivion all great songs the songs i'm indifferent about are uh back in your face yeah. and uh no okay and 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 yeah backing your face goodbye and all night kill those songs for me if you took the songs that i mentioned that are really good with the five songs off of adrenalize that would be a great Def Levered album
1: right and i'm definitely going to agree with you because there's a lot of adrenalize type stuff on here i can hear that sound i hear the hysteria sound so all those shitty songs that were on adrenalize could have Mm -hmm. definitely been switched for these songs uh, songs I like over here. Promises, really good. I mean, I like Demolition Man, but again, that's one of the songs. I don't hate it. and I don't like it, so it's like it's there. You know, it's a it's a good opener, but uh, it's not one of my favorites. So, but Promises sounds like something that could have been on Hysteria. Reminds me a lot of Armageddon. It got a lot of same yeah. to
0: it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Paper Sun reminds me a lot of White Lightning from Adrenalize.
0: Yeah, the, that's it's it's a pretty deep song, but uh, I just I don't know everything about it. I love. I mean, yeah. White Lightning was my favorite song on right. Adrenaline, so I guess it makes sense why I would think Paper Sun's my favorite song on this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between that and, and those two songs. Uh, Guilty, a decent hysteria type song again. Mm-hmm. Uh, day after day reminds me of a slower version of Mirror Mirror.
0: I could see that.
1: Yeah. I was listening to that uh today and I'm like, damn, that sounds so familiar. What is that? Ah, uh, Mirror Mirror. <laughs> uh Kings of Oblivion. Don't really have much to say about it, but it's a, another good ender uh to the album. Um very similar to the, the last album. What was that song on the last uh A Pearl of Euphoria? Like kind of slow, you know. Good way to mm-hmm. end. Songs I don't like. Back in your face yes. sounds like slang part two. Yeah. Goodbye. Their battles just keep getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> all Night, Slang Part 3.
0: Uh, oh, you're saying Slang Part 2 was back in your face? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then All Night is Slang Part 3. 21st Century Shala Girl. Uh, First I like time <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the name of that title, I knew it was going to be a song. I instantly skipped.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> and song it, And terrible. it did not disappoint <laughs> no,
1: it did not. Oh, God, "Sha La La." If I see anything that says "Sha La La," I'm done. I don't. I, I'm not gonna listen to it.
0: <laughs> what about then, Lizzie's Sha La La"?
1: I probably don't like that song either. Oh, no, I'm I don't think I do.
0: Brian Downey drum riff in there, though.
1: I gotta listen to that again. Oh, okay, I know it. I know it. I know it. It's on. It's it's here. It's here. It's right here.
0: It's on uh, "Nightlife," I think.
1: Oh, I think I know. All right. Yeah, because all that's, all those songs are pretty slow, so I'm, I'm getting them confused.
0: Uh, yeah, I then, do want to give an honorable mention, though. Two killer B-sides from this era. Um, yeah. Immortal and Burnout. Both great songs. Okay.
1: And Oh, the other song I don't like, To Be Alive. It's a bad version of the song Hysteria. I
0: could see that, but uh, I enjoyed it.
1: But it's funny how this album... Does have a lot to, a lot more to do with their previous work than than uh, slang did. You know, they they went back. They they're back with mutt lang on here as you can you can hear. Um, but you know, they they did a lot of stuff that they've done before, and a lot of it seems like a little maybe a little bit too rehashed. But this is what this is the type of this is the style that they're good at doing, and I, I think this album's pretty decent.
0: Well, Mutt-Lang had had uh, some success in the past year alone with uh, his Shanae wife, Shania Twain. Twain. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you know, he's making hits with her and he's hitting that. Let's get him back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? I mean, that's that's who gave them their, their biggest hits. So why mm-hmm. not get back? So, yeah, Euphoria is not a bad album. I'm not going to say it's terrible. It's listenable. It's, it's got some listenable songs.
0: And there is a bootleg of their tour in Japan from this era. And uh, I would even say that, well, there's also a bunch of bootlegs from the slang era too. This lineup sounds really good live. I I, I have to admit it, you know, Rick Allen, Rick Savage, Joe Elliott, Phil Cullen and uh, Vivian Campbell, they sound very cohesive as a live unit. So um, I do recommend people go see them in concert, uh, check out their shows from uh, South Africa and Singapore on the slang show their concert from japan during the euphoria tour Mm. i mean like they played three seconds of wasted and the and the japanese fans who are normally like you know very hey hey," they went crazy Mm. and for the encore for the encore joely had said because we played three seconds of the song and it got too much of a reaction we're actually going to play the fucking song (laughs) so um they did it and let me tell you Steve is smiling in heaven because Vivian killed that solo. He did yeah. such a great job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just wish they would do some more of that stuff. But actually, one of the, I think the Vegas show that they did, a lot of the uh, older songs are in there too. I have the Viva show.
0: Hysteria Tour, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I they pulled out all the stuff. I mean, for God's sakes, they pulled out Good Morning Freedom, which was the B side to Hello America. Right. So, yeah. you know.
1: That's a pretty good live album. But uh, yeah, Euphoria is pretty good. Slang's okay. So, what, what, you know what do you think about these two
0: so i will i will say this though um you know having grown up being a fan of the stuff in the 70s and the 80s and you know that being the music of my formative years again i emphasize def leppard succeeded with their late 90s output where others from their era failed and um even though the albums don't hold up there are Hidden gems on these albums, which I think it's well criminal that it'll play some of them. I mm-hmm. mean, the only two—I don't even think they play "Work It Out" uh from Slang Live. I, I think they only played the Not title really. track. Yeah, they oh, only played the title track.
1: That's, that's funny because like... uh, I always remember "Work It Out" being on the radio. You do? Yeah, I think I remember hearing that on
0: the radio quite a Was bit. that on WRCN? Yeah. That's probably the only, the only, station, only station I, I listened
1: to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't have that luxury. Growing up in Queens, you know, you had a 92.3 K-Rock.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you were lucky if you could get 89.5. It all depended <laughs> on which area the <laughs> antenna was pointing on your radio. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, but I remember them playing it all the time. So it was cool to hear, you know, that song on the radio. But I don't remember, might not, they probably played um, Promises a lot on the radio.
0: Promises actually got played on K-Rock. I remember that I was shocked to hear Def Leppard on uh, alternative, quote unquote, mm. radio, yeah, and uh, VH1 had actually started playing Def Leppard because the year before they had released a Storytellers concert. So, oh, okay. So when and they had just done the behind the music, so VH1 was actually really behind Def Leppard during this and the X era. So
1: hmm. is this maybe the time when that documentary type? thing came out too behind the music not behind behind the music but remember remember they made a movie
0: oh my god yes uh hysteria of the deaf Leopard story that was 2001
1: okay all right so So that was
0: that was was the year before x did you did you see this film
1: i probably did but i don't really remember anything about it
0: i did i saw it i could vividly remember it um the actors did great jobs uh performing as the band you know, considering the fact that it's a made for television film, um, you know, it would be foolish to emotionally invest in it because mm-hmm. it's a made for TV film. Mm-hmm. But all the actors uh did a phenomenal job. The actor who played the actors who played, especially uh Joe Elliott, Steve Clark, and uh Rick Allen, um great performances. They actually had Anthony Michael Hall as Mutt Lang. But the problem that I have with it, Maud is South African, and yeah. Anthony Michael Hall sounded like Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> so, you know, you even go out of his way to fake a South African accent.
1: That's the that one thing I remember, too, is, like, you know, when you watch those movies, they can only get people that kind of look like, you know, the original people, you know. I, you don't expect them to look exactly alike. But I think they look too much not like Def Leppard, and I think that's why I really didn't really maybe watch it. Well, it bothered me a little bit. They looked, they looked like they were wearing wigs and they just didn't look right. It's, something was weird.
0: And Orlando Seal looked more like Biff Byford than he did Joe Elliott. But <laughs> I mean, I thought he was a good actor. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. But you know, they were talking about the day... And, and Joe Elliott has gone on the record and said that they got so much about this wrong. Right. So, like Bohemian Rhapsody, don't take it as a historical timepiece. Take it as a fictional work. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. Yeah, I but should really watch that again. It it's got to gotta be on somewhere.
0: It wasn't a bad film. It was it was okay. You know, I mean, anytime it was on VH1, I was like, I'll watch it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I thought I swore that they said they were going to do something else. And no, no, no
0: They wanted to, but, you know, I mean, it's what has mind. anyone really done for the past 16 months? Oh, I don't know. But I, I, maybe at some point something will happen. It'd be cool.
1: As, as look at the uh, Queen movie. I mean, that thing got huge. You know, rave reviews. That that the um, the actor, what's his name, uh, Malik uh,
0: Remy. Something. Remy, yeah, yeah, Malik or something like that. Uh, yeah, you
1: know, he got an award for that. So mm-hmm. I think those those movies are pretty big right now. So it would be cool for a Def Leppard one to come around.
0: They are, and, but and do it better. If you know, the recent output of films and their performances um in the theaters mean anything um don't invest too much of a high budget in films right now because right now films like black widow and um Su- the suicide squad are not doing well in the theaters right yeah but on top of that it's like no one's really going to the theaters anymore
1: you right. know? that's like my son's got uh the paw patrol movies coming out i'm like i don't want to go to the theater to see that they can rent the thing here watch it home
0: what was the last movie you saw in the theater i could tell you mine was jumanji uh three
1: no uh shit i was just talking about this the other day man we're really off the subject of def Leopard. now um what was it we just talked about this i said it toy was... story not the you know the latest toy story and there was something after that i can't remember
0: well i would say this if it's if def Leppard does want to do another biopic just make it a documentary like where you're interviewing people
1: <laughs> I, I know what it was now a uh, joker
0: that was a good one yeah That was the last one but uh well, did, I mean, did the I,
1: queen movie come out after that or was the queen no queen the queen, movie, the queen
0: movie came out in november of 2018. all right so yeah it was joker then because uh i i just i mean it'd be cool to see like an actual death Lover movie but i don't know if i'm afraid that if it would botch it up with hysteria the you know the tv film mm. They, how much more could you fabricate it for a Hollywood production? And would anyone go see it?
1: I think yeah. so. I think it would, do, it would do fairly well. I mean, look at Queen. They weren't around forever. And then all of a sudden there's a movie about Queen. Like, who really cared about Queen anymore?
0: You know? Uh, I would I'm say that Queen. Queen's music never died. From Wayne's World to now. And people, you know...
1: Yeah, but it's always I, been Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, that's, it's that's the Bohemian Rhapsody...
0: Song and you know it's whenever you go to sporting events it's we will rock you we are the champions right. That's it. so i mean i'm sure they were getting royalties for that
1: <laughs> but you know you go to the strip club and they're always playing pour some sugar on me so that's you know
0: or cherry pie <laughs> first thing i could do without either or <laughs> yeah exactly
1: but uh, all right well that's it for this one and then we'll be back next time with the next two albums we were gonna do three but you know we'll just stick with these two that's good yeah
0: so next episode we will be discussing X and yeah. and yeah. So That's funny. We started with hysteria, then we went to, uh, no, we went. Well, let me rephrase that. We started with pyromania, then we went to hysteria. Now we're at euphoria, and next we have Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, should we do Yeah, uh, and then Yeah Two?
0: There's a Yeah Two. There's
1: a Yeah Two.
0: I don't remember a Yeah Two. It's in the box set.
1: It should be on on uh, iTunes or something. Uh, I'm
0: gonna have to look this up.
1: Yeah, I had, I honestly did not listen to it yet myself, so I don't even know what I'm in store for.
0: Um, Maybe we will. Yeah, I think we. Or even if you tell me what the songs are, I'll just find them on YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. All righty then.
1: All right, that's it for this episode of Def Leopard. We will I'm see guys. you guys. On Rat's Review, uh, Lou, where can we find your Music Is Life podcast?
0: Oh, you could always find it at Podcast dot com, and as always, I'm spreading the good word of Rat's dot com.
1: That's right, Rat's dot com dot com dot com, and please check out our friends at Mog Records uh, at Mog Records six 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 on Instagram, and I think it's on Twitter too, or maybe it's Facebook, either either or. They're on there. Just look it up and you'll find them. Go do that. RatsonReview.com, Music is Life, Podcast.com, and we will see you guys next time. To Lou.
0: Cheerio.